Welcome to Manager Tools. Don't vote. How to get group input on decisions. Part two. Here we go. This cast answers these questions. What's the best way to get input during my meetings? Should I take votes on topics during meetings? How can I encourage everyone to comment during meetings? Well, if you want answers to these questions and more, keep on listening. This week's guidance is brought to you by our Effective Manager Conference. Our guidance is about getting input from your directs, and the best way to do that is to get to know your directs and create a performance-driven culture. You can learn how to do that as well as how to give feedback and coach and delegate at our Effective Manager Conference. Over 100 every year all across the U.S. and overseas. Come see us and learn how to implement the Manager Tools Trinity. Okay, so we've talked about some things not to do. And we've also said, I think made it clear that we want people's input. So what's the appropriate way to go about getting input as a manager to decisions in a way that's useful and helps us get to the implementation? The way to do it is to ask for recommendations from each of your directs. And what's interesting about this is this is part of development of your directs. You ask them to make a recommendation I wouldn't quite say it this way, but what would you do if you were in my role? Recognizing that none of you is in my role and none of you has my perspective, nor do I have your perspective precisely. But as a general rule, when it comes to a decision process, and I'm going to oversimplify here, some information is going to be presented to the team or has been discussed over a period of time. Hopefully, if it's, if it's a presentation, it's in the form of a decision brief. And for the record, folks, there's a cast for that. And it's a well-regarded. People love that decision brief cast. Um, there will usually be, at the end of the briefing, some period of free-form discussion. Okay? It's generally open in, in that everybody can share, often dominated by the high Ds and high Is. On the other hand, oftentimes when I say this, Mike, you and I had this conversation recently where I said, yeah, it was an open discussion. And you said, well, yeah, but and somebody else was with us and they said, open? Like, how long did it take? And Mike said, just because it's open doesn't mean it's unlimited in terms of time. Time is the most precious of all of our resources. We can make more money next quarter. We can't make, we can't redo this quarter next quarter. Time is the, is the ultimate currency. So typically the discussion is free form. It's open. It's, it's limited in duration. And during that time, there could be a debate. Maybe it's just a discussion. Maybe there's a screaming. Maybe there's a coalition formed. Maybe there's a coalition disbanded and reformed and so on. Nothing wrong with that. Um, I've told many, time, many times the story of you and I working for Colonel Texera in Hawaii in our formative leadership and management days as 22, 23-year-olds in the Army, where many people have the mistaken idea that the military is in lockstep and everyone's in agreement and it's all top-down and you do what you're told and you're not supposed to think and so on. Whereas we would have two to three to four hour staff meetings. That's when I met your first great boss, Dave Lynch. And the colonel would say, what do you think? And we would go at it hammer and tongs. And the S3, the operations guy would say, I think we ought to do this. And I'd say, you can't do that because of this and this and this. And this is a senior captain. I'm a junior lieutenant as a personnel officer going, sir, you can't do that. And it's wrong. And by the way, he outranked me. I called him sir. But I also say, sir, you can't do that. You're wrong. Or you, you don't get it, sir. You're, not, you're, you're forgetting about this factor and this factor and this factor. And there was a healthy debate. And then at the end, the colonel would say, okay, guys, thanks for the input. Here's what we're going to do. And we all walked out of the room and saluted. So that kind of open discussion is great, encouraged. We want that. 
I don't think anybody at Colonel Tech Service Organization thought we were voting, and I don't think we were no, trying to achieve yeah. consensus either. <laughs> but folks, look, when it's time for a decision that will be implemented by all or part of a team, recommendations are what comes next. Recommendations are the currency of communication at decision time between a team and its manager or leader. In some cases, recommendations are only solicited from some part of the team. Going back to what we talked about what not to do, consensus and voting, think about the impact of voting or consensus if only two of your five team members have knowledge of or a stake in the outcome that you're going to talk about and or implementation. Would others vote if they had any, if they don't have any knowledge, would you let them vote? What if two people on the team get to vote? Maybe you only have two directs and you vote, they vote and you tie. What if they both agree on something and you disagree with them? Do you get an extra vote to outweigh their votes or have you just lost two to one? Which by the way, two directs and one manager, you're doomed. I mean, if you're using voting and consensus, you're just doomed, you're never gonna win. Uh, Those are all messy outcomes. How would you consider input voting consensus if there are four options and each option gets two votes from your eight team members? Well, that's the reason we talk about recommendations. We solicit recommendations, not votes, not input, not ideas for further consideration. By the way, if there are three options on the table, one of your people says, I actually recommend a fourth option. You say, no, no. We've spent three weeks working on this. We've had a decision brief. We've nailed it down. We're down to three. We're picking one. We're not picking A and B. We're not picking some amalgam of the two, okay? We don't want suggestions. We don't want ideas. We don't want concerns or heartfelt disagreement with the idea. It's your time. You're here. You're in the meeting. Those are the important ones. If it's heartfelt, if it's heartfelt, I strongly, I strongly disagree. Yeah. So what we want is a recommendation. A recommendation is what your direct would decide if they had the authority that you have to decide. Nothing fancy. So, okay, folks, recommendations on the table. It sounds like this, literally. Okay, guys, thanks for the discussion. Let's hear your recommendations. We're not voting. You're giving me input about what decision you would make if you had the responsibility I do to make this decision. Don't comment on others' recommendations. State your own recommendation, and if you want a brief opportunity to make a supporting point or two, that's fine. It's not not fancy, but that's how you do it. Just randomly or ask people, or would you pick an order? Yeah. In some cases, you may choose to select the order in which your directs present their recommendations. You may have a direct who's easily swayed, who needs to go first, or they'll just go along with the majority. You may choose to present recommendations from those not in attendance who have shared their recommendations with you previously. You may do that on your own at the beginning or at the end or whatever. You may want your most hard to handle direct to go last just because you don't want the next three people to be frustrated that he continues to not learn how to be a member of a team. Yeah. So you solicit recommendations. You don't vote. You don't seek consensus. And to be clear, it should be obvious. And then you have a bunch of input, which is recommendations. And then you decide. Right. You as the manager decide. The team does not decide. The group does not decide. The vote does not determine. The consensus is not achieved. You decide. So my assumption then is that the manager doesn't start off by saying, 
this is what my recommendation, this is what yeah. I'm thinking in terms of recommendations, right? And then, and, and please tell me what, what you think, right? So the manager obviously goes last. Yeah, that's the old super majority of one. <laughs> and I know this because I'm smart and I also have the show notes in front of me and it says like the next point is manager input comes last. So Yes, exactly. And you also know this because both you and I did it wrong early in our careers and then learned from people who were politically savvy wiser, more effective, cooler, better, richer, awesomer than us. Are you suggesting that our career, our career, we're not here talking about this stuff because of natural selection, because we were so good that we never made mistakes? <laughs> I am suggesting that. In fact, I recommend that you get over that idea. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who knows me knows that yeah. that is not true. Yeah. So um, whatever you do, when you're a manager soliciting input, not voting, not doing consensus, your thoughts come last if you're going to share them. And you don't have to share them, by the way. You could receive input from everybody and as formal recommendations and then make your decision without sharing. And guys, we've said this before in other contexts. Like it or not, your role as a manager distorts the nature of your relationship with each of your directs. That sign on your forehead that only your directs can see says, watch out, I'm your boss, I could fire you. You're not their equal organizationally. That affects how they hear your ideas. Your ideas carry extra weight. They don't believe their ideas have the same weight as yours. If you go first, it will often, if not always, skew their input toward your idea, your recommendation, your plan, your decision. Or at a minimum, it will tamp down ideas that are different than yours. And there are some people going like, well, what's, what's wrong with that? <laughs> what's that? Isn't that what it's wrong? people doing what I say, what I'm implementing my ideas? Of course, that's not true. Yeah. Just remember, folks, you know you're learning when you're uncomfortable. And so don't seek comfort. Seek discomfort. It is newness and creativity and fresh ideas and breakthroughs that come through discomfort. I'm not talking about physical discomfort, but mental discomfort. Ideas that challenge the way you see the world. Those are the ways that new, creative, better ways come to be. And folks, for those of you who are, you know, the high C's, the detail oriented, who like to more reserve, want to think about it before making a decision, here's the good part. You don't have to decide during the meeting. And I think people... They always say the movie's the decisive manager or leader at the end of the meeting that, you know, he or she stands up and says, okay, this is what we're doing, right? And right. everybody, like, stands up and cheers and goes, yeah, let's go, like uh, like the beginning of a football uh, game. But it it doesn't need to be like that. Yeah. In fact, uh, the, the, my favorite example of that that goes to the issue of it, it alludes to the idea of voting consensus is the Tom Clancy book, Executive Decision, where... I think Jack Ryan becomes president. I could be wrong about that. And there is a plague that hits the United States, and he convenes his cabinet. And in the course of the cabinet meeting, there's a, a, a vigorous debate over can we or can we not, and therefore should we or should we not close interstate traffic? In other words, close every state down, close all the federal highways so people can't transfer between states. Not a bridge. In We're order, not talking about a bridge. Order, uh, different. That's never a different story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and, and the idea uh, basically being, let's stop the spread of this plague. Let's contain it as much as possible. And of course, it's a terrorist threat kind of thing. It's bioterror. And so every person gets a chance to pitch their idea and so on. And 
in the end, I think there are 25 people in the meeting and 19 people are against closing down interstate commerce, interstate traffic. And the reason why is because the Constitution of the United States specifically allows, specifically says, you cannot make a law, you cannot do something that restricts interstate traffic. And so people made a constitutional argument, you just can't do that. And I believe the president at one point says, my, my concern with that is I get what you're saying, but at the same time, I don't believe the Constitution of America, the U.S. is a suicide pact. And I'm not sure the founding fathers knew this was coming. Anyway, 19 people vote against doing what was suggested, which is closing down traffic. And like five, four or five people vote for it. And the president said, okay, thanks for your input. I've decided we're shutting it down. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, in a governmental folk situation, you would think, well, that's kind of more like voting, right? Is a democracy and so on. But of course, the cabinet wouldn't vote. The cabinet's a team of implementers that work for the head manager, the CEO of, of the executive branch of the federal government. And one of the guys who voted against it was Secretary of Transportation and said, Mr. President, I, I simply refuse to implement that order. And, and the president looks at him and says, that's fine. I'll accept your resignation. You're, you've resigned. And he turns to her, to his, the guy's deputy uh, and says, um, ma'am, you're the deputy secretary of transportation. Would you like to become secretary of transportation? Yes, sir. Will you implement my order? Yes, sir. Please do so. That's the, you know, the, the John Wayne-ish look, and it certainly sounds good in a book. I didn't do it justice. But just because recommendations are made doesn't mean that a decision, therefore, must be imminent in terms of the next five minutes. Which goes to how we have a podcast where we say you're not required to have all the answers, and therefore you're definitely not required to have all the answers right now. If I've kind of decided on plan A, and then I get six really smart people on my team telling me plan B, I may be ready to implement A, and I've got a plan in my head, but I'm still going, wait, I want to think about this. The smart, two smartest people on my team completely savaged my idea for A without realizing it. I had holes in my argument, right? Well, you don't just choose B necessarily. You go back and rethink and you take a moment. Maybe it's just an hour or something. And look, if there's general agreement and you believe the team can hear your decision then and there, make the decision, announce the decision, and do five minutes worth of implementation or agree on the next deliverable being a plan for the first two weeks of implementation. But again, if you hear new, interesting, differing ideas that make you rethink what you had maybe thought you were going to do, it's fine to wait. Take your team's ideas under advisement. That's the whole beauty of inclusion. We want to include ideas without poisoning the inclusion through a process like voting or consensus, what can screw things up. So at the end of the meeting, you may end up saying something like, folks, thanks for the input. I'll let you know what we're going to do shortly, or I'll let you know what we're going to do tomorrow, or I'll let you know what we're going to do soon. Good debate, good discussion. Thanks, guys. I appreciate your candor. Nothing fancy. Yeah. Straightforward. Yeah. So summarizing, don't vote. Don't seek consensus unless you define it carefully. Ask for recommendations, accept the input, and make the decision when you're ready. Excellent. Thanks, dude. Enjoyed it a lot. You bet, partner. Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll see you next week. Have a great one. If you enjoyed this podcast and you want the how-tos of management wherever you are, check out the free Manager Tools mobile app. It's available on both iOS and Android devices. Go to the Apple Store or the Google Play Store and download the Manager Tools app. Just search for Manager Tools in the respective store or go to the Manager Tools website, www.manager-tools.com and you'll find the links on the bottom of the homepage. 
Once you've installed the Manager Tools app, you'll have access to all the Manager Tools and Career Tools shows anytime, anywhere you want. With easy searching of podcasts by category, using the map of the universe, or using built-in search functions, it couldn't be easier. Additionally, if you're a Manager Tools personal licensee, you'll have easy access to all the show notes right from the app whenever you want. Go to the App Store and download the Manage Tools mobile app. You'll be happy you did.